Welcome back to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin and Ollie Hunter in the studio. We are finally back after a little hiatus and what a show we've got for you. We'll talk about Carson Wentz's new contract. We'll talk about GM moves going on around the league. And we're going to hear from legendary 49ers linebacker Bill Romanowski and current Saints tackle Marshall Newhouse. This is the Gridiron Show. It's just like riding a bike. Ollie's back on the air drums. Willie's back on the mic with him. How we doing, buddy? Hello. Oh, are you on? You switched mics since you walked into the studio. Oh, no, I haven't. I've stayed on the same one. You were there before. No, I wasn't. That's not. That's pointing in the wrong direction. So there's yeah, no way I've switched whatever. it. Um, you say it's like riding a bike, playing the air drums. Still can't play them. I'm <laughs> rubbish at them. <laughs> I'm, I am rubbish at the air drums. Fact. Uh, right, so, coming up on the show, we're going to recap some of the news. Uh, we're going to hear from, as we say, some of our chats from Radio Row, Bill Romanowski and Marshall Newhouse. We're going to have some fantastic new content coming up for you in the not-too-distant future. As uh, as always in the summer, the NFL uh, are bringing over a number of players from the teams who are playing out here in the UK. We know a few of the names already. Cannot reveal at the moment. But they are barnstormers. So we'll be talking with all the players that come over and also with the brand new NFL Academy that was launched last month. Oh, yeah. uh, with that unbelievable list of uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, Odell Beckham, Juju Smith Schuster, Jerry Rice, all of those ambassadors. I already know which one of those is hopefully coming over. Is that the, the person you told me earlier? Oh, it is, yeah. Oh, it is, yeah. So we're having to sit down. Whoa. <laughs> so, so we're having to sit down with him when he comes over to the UK as well. So loads of stuff coming up for you over the I've coming got an, I've got a new off-season feature. Okay. I've just come up with it. I'll need a little <laughs> bit of... it goes. I'll need a little bit of, um, I don't know, maybe... What's that uh, game show music that Ollie Levy used to play for us? Oh, I don't know. Do, 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 do. Maybe a bit of that, maybe not. But it's uh, news or not news. <laughs> I like so it. So this is where I go through the headlines. Yeah, this is where I go through the headlines on nfl.com slash news. And I just say, Will, is this news or not news? Love it. Yeah? Absolutely love it. All right, great. Are we doing that right now, or are we holding back for that for a little while? Uh, should we hold back for a little while? <laughs> Let's hold back for a little okay, while. Okay, okay. Uh, we'll have our Radio Road tra- chats with Bill Romanowski, uh, for a 49er Super Bowl winner, multiple Super Bowl winner, while he was there. We'll have our chat with him, and we'll have Marshall Newhouse, won the Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers, I think in his rookie season, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, he was with the Panthers last year. He's now on the New Orleans Saints. He was really interesting when we Those chatted to him. Those were two great interviews as well, actually. And do you know what? Those were just the ones I plucked out of thin air when I went on my drive and went, what could we put in the show this week? Let's put these two interviews in. Bill um, Romanowski, interesting guy. Billy! Uh, Billy! His, um, his wife took a real shine to me. She's lovely as well. Isn't she lovely? Mrs. Isn't Romanowski. She, yeah. R- Ms. Mrs. Mrs. Never call her Mrs. Romanowski. Well, it depends on their preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. uh, we also have to announce and confirm, and I'm sure you've seen it across our social media emails and everything else, that the Gridiron Tour for 2019 has been announced. The Great Lakes Tour taking in... A Badgers-Hawkeyes game taking in the Green Bay Packers against the Carolina Panthers at Lambeau Field. It was always the aim to get there, and yeah. we're there. Yeah. They delivered. Some time in Chicago. Uh, they're Great off city. to 
Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pound. Canton Oof. for the tour of the Hall of Fame. Mm. Michigan Wolverines against the State Spartans at the Big House. And then finishing it off with the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. All with tailgates included, travel included, flights and everything else. It's an, genuinely an absolute bargain. So go to touchdowntrips.com forward slash gridiron hyphen tour for all the latest. Well, I was just writing that down, but you stumbled on it. Uh... Could you repeat the uh, address for me, please? The, the URL, as the kids are saying. Yeah. It's touchdowntrips.com forward slash gridiron hyphen tour. Must. Okay, good. Good. Right, let's uh, crack into the show then. Now, I have some bits that I believe are news. Okay, I've got... If you don't come up with some that are news, I also have some bits which definitely are news and are not part of... News or not news? So, so do we go through the news items first that we've picked out as being actual legitimate news items, yeah. and then do news or not news off the back of it through the rest of the headlines? Yeah, fine, fine. Perfect. We'll start off with Carson Wentz. The Philadelphia Eagles have locked up their franchise quarterback. A four-year extension through 2024, the team announced the new deal is worth $128 million, up to 144 with add-ons, $66 million fully guaranteed, $108 million in overall guaranteed. Uh, it's the average value at $32 million. Doesn't quite eclipse that of Russell Wilson, but he surpasses all NFL players, including Wilson, in total guarantees. Uh, two, well, two questions. The second is going to be, what does it do for the quarterback market with Goff and Dak both on their way to a new, uh, new contract? But Carson Wentz, worth the biggest contract that a quarterback has ever received, Ollie Hunter? No. What? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think you can say that off the back of a good season where they won the Super Bowl, and then uh, he had a great. He was MVP level before yeah, he got injured. He was very good. He was very good. Then he got injured, and then he came back, and I don't think he has been the same player. But then that's kind of the market for for yeah. NFL quarterbacks that they, they they increase in in. Guaranteed money, yada yada yada. So, show me. I, but a, I don't think it is worth it. But you know what? Show me a franchise quarterback nowadays who isn't worth putting the biggest ever extension on. Let's not forget that throughout the years, the highest paid quarterback in NFL history has been the likes of Joe Flacco and I think Alex Smith, maybe at one yeah, point. Yeah. And you know, it's not always going to be the very best in the game. However, I think Carson Wentz has legitimate top five talent. I think that if he comes back and, and his injuries haven't been, you know, a consistent same knee injury or a lot of little niggly injuries. He had a couple of bad ones, but it's not been like they've been to the same ligament, not been to the same. So I believe that if given a season to be fully fit, he will get back up to that level. The, the Eagles offense uh, looking rejuvenated with the uh, improvement of the running game. I, and honestly, I, I'm backing this in a massive way. And the fact is, the way the cap space goes up every year. Yeah. This old adage that you... I, I know that it is a benefit. Clearly, it's a benefit to have a rookie quarterback who's good enough to take you to a Super Bowl because we've seen how, say, the Seahawks have struggled since Russell Wilson got signed onto his big contract. And we've seen how 
team after team after team, including the Eagles, have managed to use having somebody on a rookie contract to sign more free agents, to go out there and extend their own guys, and to put together a better team to take them all the way to the Super Bowl. But with the amount of cap space in the league right now, I think that you can pay a franchise quarterback. There are teams out there paying franchise quarterbacks. Take the 49ers as an example. Paying guys... 25 to 30 million dollars that top end top end money and still having tens of millions of dollars in cap space available to them i don't think it's as huge an issue anymore i think it's absolutely the right move to have made i do think it's gonna be fascinating to see what happens now with both dak prescott and jared goff because with both players i think they are not the reason their franchise is great but I think both have the talent to win playoff games for their team with their own talent. And I think both benefit from the system and the players around them. So to both of them take a slight cut price deal on what they could get mm. in order to stay with the right coach in the right situation with the right players around them. Well, I think they both have to. I don't think they've got the talent that Carson Wentz has got. Jared Goff, if, the, if he has a massive season this season... And that's huge for him. He's got to bounce back quick from He's that got, He does have to bounce back quick. And Look, I just want to say, Jared Goff was brilliant last year. Until the last four or so yeah. weeks of the season, pretty much until just after the game we were at, the Chiefs-Rams game, he was at a level to be in the MVP mm. conversation. Obviously, Todd Gurley being so important to their offence takes away from that a little bit. But I thought he was superb the first 12, 13 weeks of last year. And he can throw, he finds a tight window. He throws a nice spiral. Yeah, he does. I, I, he yeah. reads the field reasonably well. I think he's a good player. He had a nightmare on the biggest stage, and that is a problem. And that's worrying. Massively worrying. Because, But then he didn't have a nightmare on the biggest, on the, on some of the biggest stages before that. Namely, the game that we went to where he, he looked ridiculous. So, look, he, he throws, as did many of the other, many of the team and the, the coaching staff in the Super Bowl. Yeah, huge, huge decisions for him and, and Dak. I know a lot of Dallas fans are expecting Dak to be paid up and paid up similar numbers, I think, to Carson Wentz because they've had some good times with him over the last couple of seasons and he has looked pretty good. But... They need to retool. They need to get that offense working and make sure that the offense isn't just Zeke and Dak. And if Dak's got some people to throw to, hence Jason Witten coming back, who knows how well that's going to work. But um, another big season for, for Dak as well. It's so many questions, so little answers. Right, let's move on to the other bits of news that I considered news, and then we'll get on to news or not news. Uh, Panthers sign Gerald McCoy on a one-year deal. Four million uh, to sign, three million base contract. Uh, all in all, worth about eight million with the chance to make about 10, 10.5 with incentives. Uh, he, the, the exciting thing with this, and, and he left Tampa Bay and was uh, replaced by Ndomokong Sioux uh, in Tampa Bay, so you don't feel like they get a huge drop-off there. But he joins a, a defensive front, which includes Dontari Poe, K1 Short, Vernon Butler, Mario Addison, plus their rookie signing Brian Burns. So a huge amount of experience in there. Lots of Pro Bowl appearances, lots of sacks. I think that they go back to that defensive line and that those trenches being a, being a big strength for themselves in Carolina again. Look, and I know he's not technically the same position, more interiorly than, than Julius Peppers, but he 
will bring that experience that they lose when Julius Peppers re- retired. And I think he's a very, very good player. And for countless years, he was the only player on that Tampa Bay defense that was actually any good. So I think it's a fantastic signing. I love this signing, actually. Uh, Cam Newton uh, is apparently... And brilliant for FA as well. Yeah, brilliant for FA. Another person for him to learn off of. And I should have named him when I was naming the fronts, and I'm sorry that I didn't. Poor from you. FA, we are, we are sorry. Do I have to put hand in my NFL UK membership card now? Uh, no, you have that for life, David Tossel told me. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. <laughs> Let's not do that. With, uh, with everything that's going on with NFL yeah, yeah, UK yeah, yeah, and yeah, the tickets yeah, that we are... Other podcasts have covered that, and we will let them do so. Yep. Uh, we will talk about the football. Uh, one of the teams coming over are the Carolina Panthers, and Cam Newton is throwing in quarterback drills in mini camps. Yes. That's all that bit of news is, and it's one of those that could be in news or not news, but because it's Cam Newton and because it's the Panthers, it's news. I think it's news. Uh, now, we've had a couple of general manager moves. Uh, Joe, H- Joe Douglas, Joe Huglas, Joe Douglas has been uh, hired as the Jets general manager. I, with both of these moves, with the Texans firing um, Brian Gain and with the Jets moving on at, at, uh, at general manager as well with Mike McCagnan, I find it so bizarre when a team lets a GM go through the full process of scouting and drafting and then moves on in the summer. It just doesn't make any sense Mm. to me whatsoever. Yeah, because they've gone through that entire process. They know the ins and outs of everything, and suddenly they're no longer there. It's weird. So Joe Douglas comes in, and apparently they went back to Joe Douglas many Many, many times. Douglas, the former Bears director of college scouting, where Adam Gase, who he is now working with, was as offensive coordinator at the time. That relationship is really key to me. They kept going back to the same well because Joe Douglas is really highly regarded. He was at the uh, Eagles as vice president of player personnel most recently. Ridiculously highly regarded. Was bound to be the next GM candidate on the table. But for me, the biggest thing is having that relationship mm. with Adam Gase because, as we've seen time and time again, including with this Mike McCagnan situation, Adam Gase doesn't play well with others. And I don't care about the people who try and convince me otherwise. He doesn't appear to be someone who likes anyone else having any authority at all. No, we've, we've heard that from various outlets, various people on and off the record. One on the record, Simon Clancy as well so look case seems a bit um case sorry seems a bit of a a megalomaniac um (laughs) (laughs) but don't tell him i said that please yeah well it's too late now yeah yeah. i've already messaged him thanks (laughs) um another one you got on speed dial yeah exactly perfect uh moving on from brian gain equally with the texans and and brian gain someone who's drafted top tier talent particularly well but hasn't filled out the roster and we've talked a lot about depth being a big big issue at that level um this is yeah i I hate the timing but i get that it's happened before at this kind of time of year i don't know i again i don't they're interviewing a couple of people martin mayhew uh is a kind of unsurprising name in that candidate he was often fancied uh, to be the uh, the next GM at the 49ers, the current vice Pre- president of player personnel. Ray Farmer, the guy who was at the Browns, who brought in a lot of the talent there, who did all right. None of these names set the world alight. I just, I don't know, I just I just hate the timing again. Just, just rubbish. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And Trent Williams uh, was the only other bit of news I saw as actual news uh, because he did not bother turning up 
to uh, to mandatory minicamp and then made it clear that he wanted some coin. He wanted more money. He signed a five-year extension now four years ago, but in a world where he's a top, top-tier tackle and is earning just outside of the top ten in tackle money, he knows that he's only got probably that one last big money contract left and he's told them, I want it or I want to move on. Do you blame him? No, I, I really don't because of the amount the cap space has gone up in that time. He's 30 years old. He's still a top two, top three left tackle when healthy. So why not say, even if it's not a long-term contract, even if it's only three or four years, I want to be earning, front-loading that, and I want to be earning big over the next couple of seasons because it's my last time, chance to earn big. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. 30 years old, five years, 66 million dollar contract extension 43.25 million guaranteed that was back in august 2015 he could probably get another you could say 10 to 15 million for the next three years something like that i'm playing fantasy gm there maybe i should go for the texans job (laughs) you'd probably do a better job to be honest Uh, yeah probably would probably would yeah so i don't blame him go on go on trenty do it Okay. Do you want to play a bit of news or not news? Absolutely. I haven't got a bed ready for it. No, no, it's fine. But imagine out there, everybody... Do you, do you want me to try and find something really quickly, but it's, it'll end up being absolutely rubbish? Yeah, go on. I think, <laughs> I think this, that's what this, this uh, ramshackle feature... <laughs> I like it. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> I kind of... I went for it, and now I'm second-guessing it, but, but you're on board, so I'm kind of happy about that. Don't second-guess it, buddy. I believe in you. Okay. Well, I will tell you, uh, for all you podcast listeners out there, that I am no longer homeless, which is great. We haven't... Yeah, we didn't talk much about us at the top. But... Not, much shop, not much shop at the top. No longer homeless. Um, I've just come back from Porto, where m- my bad Portuguese was tested to its limit, but survived. Um, bit, of, bit of England football... Bit of Portuguese wine tasting. Oh, my God. Do you like port, by the way? I do like port. Oh, I tell you what, Willie. Got a real thing for port now. A 20-year-old tawny Taylor's port. Oh, I mean, other ports are available, but I don't know why you're going. Um, oh, beautiful, beautiful. But drink port responsibly. Do you Let's have- play News or Not News. Okay. We really aren't going to pay for this music, so let's start talking over okay, it. Okay, rookie QB Jones' running ability impresses the Giants. Not news. <laughs> okay, well, you're giving your opinion, not no, news. No, 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 we'll do it, off, we'll do it uh, you know, one by one. Oh, I haven't got the list of No, 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 but then I'll put it to you and then uh, you okay. tell me. Von Miller, Q, uh, Von Miller, QB Flacco looks like a Super Bowl MVP. Not news. (laughs) Colts defensive end Houston. I wanted to be in a 4-3 defense. Maybe news. A little bit of news. A little bit of news. Maybe he plays better. That that means we can talk off the back of it. Is he better in the 4-3 or the 3-4? Decent. Adrian Peterson on uh, season 2019. I got my mark set at 2,000. Not, Not news. Yes, yes. Bills tab Jim Kelly for advice on QB Allen offense. Uh, not news. It's <laughs> definitely not news. Uh, we did the McCoy on Bruce Arians. Uh, tracker. Saints hosting trio of corners on Wednesday. News. A little bit of news. A little bit of news there. This is definitely news. 
News! Packers Raiders to play preseason game in Winnipeg. Not news! That's a bit of news! That's yeah. a bit of news, bit of news. Uh, Browns cuts former starting uh, left tackle Desmond Harrison. News! News! Gruden on left tackle Trent Williams. We need him back! Oh, that's definitely news. Yeah, definitely news. Falcons confident in new contracts for Julio. Others. And that's Vic Beasley as well. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, maybe some news. A little bit of news. A little bit of news. Newsy, 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 news. Yeah, a little, little newsy. Odell Beckham adjusting to Mayfield's strong arm. I like it, but it's not news. I like it as well. Niner for life. Joe Staley signs extension through to 21. News! Yes! <laughs> Jags Norwell vo- vows not to disappoint teammates. Not news! I think we can round up news or not news there. Yeah. By saying, great feature, buddy. It will be back next time. Can't pay for that music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, um, let's uh, let's take a break and then we'll go to our Radio Row interviews. Bill Romanowski, legendary 49ers linebacker at Marshall Newhouse. <laughs> NFL Tackle. Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play or to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. <laughs> Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org. Joined now on Radio Row, delighted to be joined on Radio Row. As a 49ers fan, I'm quite excited about this one. Oh, here um, we go. This is why we've booked Bill, is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, no, we've booked Bill, Bill Romanowski because he is a four-time Super Bowl champion and a great talker, but the fact that a couple of those championships came in the Bay Area just means that extra bit more to me. Yeah, I had two of them in the Bay Area. Had fun. In fact, I got drafted by the 49ers and won two Super Bowls back-to-back, and I was like, wow, this is easy. You get drafted and win Super Bowls. And you soon learn after how hard it is to win Super Bowls and get back there. It's especially hard to win four, Bill. Yes, uh, it is. You know, and I was fortunate to get another run when I was in Denver with John Elway and a bunch of great guys. And, uh, look blessed you know because it really is that hard and then i look at tom brady what he's <laughs> able to do and this is number nine for him wow it's amazing it I, really is i wanted to ask a little bit about denver before will starts getting the 49ers <laughs> loving going he um, was there for the change how, how, how did go buddy how um how much was there a feeling in the locker room of that time of, of winning it for john elway because obviously he'd had this Hall of Fame career. I wonder how important was he. And I was there a couple of years ago when the when the Broncos won for Peyton Manning, and you could really see in the locker room. Yeah, the guys wanted. To you do know that. what? I, I I think it was this. I think we had a group of guys that truly did not want to let anybody down. Yeah. It's like we played hard for one another, and yeah, you know there was this sense it'd be great for John, but I think John was like. I think it'd be great for all of you. And, you know, that was infectious. That kind of attitude, you know, that that spread around our locker room. And that's why we were able to, you know, I think get it done for two years. And, and you guys were really the first 
mini dynasty post free agency, which I think is something something to be to be proud of in itself because we've we've seen the Patriots are a huge exception, but we've seen the free agency has certainly altered the game massively since your forty ers days. So to be that first team to win it back to back since then feels feels like an impressive feat as well. Yeah, it. Uh Hey, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and it takes a special group of guys, and it takes a lot of talent. You put that together, good attitude, great talent, and guys that really care, genuinely care about one another, hey, it's powerful, and that's what we had. I was talking to your wife, Julie, yeah. yesterday, and um, she was telling me, she's fascinated, by the way, she should write a book. Get yeah. her to write a book about being an NFL player's wife because yeah. it's fascinating. But she was telling me that the move to Denver almost didn't happen. That is true. I almost wanted to be a, you know, a San Diego Charger, you know. And she was like, you know what? They've they've got Junior Seau. This is his team. You need to go to a place where you can be the guy on defense. And I had a relationship with Mike Shanahan, and it was, you know, it, it was an easy thing to go there too. But you know, there was a little bit of push and pull because I tell you what, San Diego is a pretty nice area. Mm-hmm. You know, just the actual area itself had a draw to it, and then I like to surf. So, with all that being said, it was a tough decision, but. I think at the end of the day, she was right. It, and was, it felt like good advice because you did become the almost the missing piece of that team. It felt like you came in and then they were able to take that next yeah, step. Yeah, you know, they, they needed, you know, Denver needed a leader on defense. And I provided that. And, you know, at the end of the day, I just tried to make people accountable. And I tried to set the tone in practice. So we went out there. And we practiced our butts off, and we competed day in and day out, and that's what made that's what made us special. Right, well, <laughs> the floor's well, yours, buddy. I want to start off. Actually, I was going to go back, but I'm going to start off because you said about having the relationship with Mike Shanahan. Yeah. So, how impressed have you been with Kyle, who's obviously now in the Bay Area in San Francisco? Yeah. Uh, you know, I think Kyle inherited a tough situation. You know, doesn't have a lot of talent. And uh, I think the organization is, you know, in flux right now. You know, they had a great run under Jim Harbaugh. And they were unable to keep a lot of those guys around. And they almost had to start over. And Kyle is starting over. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back and he's able to be healthy, and they're able to get what they think they have out of him, you know, he'll be able to to make a run at it. But, you know, look at the division he's in. You got the Rams who are Mm -hmm. in the Super Bowl right now. (laughs) They're not going away anytime soon. They got a great quarterback. I kind of think with the 49ers, it almost, if it had one player have stayed, and that player being a guy that's formerly of your position as well, Chris Borland, had he stayed, that's the kind of, He's the kind of player because he was so, such a superstar in, in those few games. If he had stayed, he was. they could have built that defense around him. Yeah, you know, you're right. You need a middle linebacker, a linebacker, a guy that is a tone setter that will, you know, 
you you can build a defense around and he was that kind of guy he was a playmaker he was all over the field so uh you lose him and it just and it's just like, after you've lost patrick willis oh yeah, yeah. Just after like, like that navarro bowman and you're going you know that's the heart of that defense has been ripped right out and you could, it's no surprise really considering we lost i think it was seven defensive starters in one off season yeah that yeah. suddenly you're not a very good team anymore yeah you know you know at the end of the day this is about talent mm-hmm. you have to have the horses out there and they had them and they lost them and now they're trying to get them again so you said about coming into the league and winning the Super Bowl in your first two seasons. Obviously, you're drafted in what ended up being the final season of, of Bill Walsh. What are your memories of when you first turn up in that building and your first interactions with Coach Walsh? You know what it was? It was the attention to detail, and it was the standard. It was about being the best, and it was about being a Super Bowl champion. The first words that were ever said to me in an auditorium with the rest of the team by Bill Walsh was, men, we have one goal and one goal only, and that's to win a world championship. And nothing less is acceptable to this organization. What we do day in and day out throughout this season will determine if you want it bad enough. It's on you. And those words rang true to all the great teams I was on because it comes down to the blood, sweat, and tears and how bad does a group of 50 guys want to give it up for one another and go out there and prove it on the field. When a guy who's already won, he'd have won two championships by that point, is the head coach and those are his first words to you and you've just ended the league, that must be pretty incredible. It must you know, it's like when a player walks in now and Bill Belichick speaks. He he already had that reputation at that point. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's what it takes. It's at the top. And when you have it at the top and that spreads, you know, and you get the right personnel. It's, it's not just talent because, you know, there's 32 teams that have a lot of great football players on them. And it takes more than that. You know, it, it takes that guy in the locker room that can keep it light, that can make everybody laugh. You know, it's the guy that can set the tempo on offense, the guy that can set the tempo on defense. It's the guy that when you need a big play on special teams, he's ready to run down and rock somebody on kickoff. And you look at that Super Bowl team, you look at that defense that you joined. wasn't a bad unit, it's fair to say. You were talking no. about you being going into the leader in Denver when you're going into a room that's got the likes of Ronnie Lott in it, who did you feel you really learned from and who did you feel in that room that, that helped you? You know what? It, you know, Ronnie Lott was the guy that he literally was the enforcer. He was the guy on defense when you needed a big play. Man, oh man, he came up with it. When you needed a big hit, one of those oh you know the (laughs) crowd the crowd does that like whoa you know that's what ronnie brought to our defense in san francisco just before we get to to nutrition 53 i just would like to ask you about some of the quarterbacks that you played with or faced in in practice so steve young joe montana john elway some amazing names yeah who was the best um, 
You know, I think I'd have to probably, you know, if I had to just say raw talent, strength, arm strength, speed, all of that, I, you know, you, you probably have to go with um, John Elway. But Joe Montana had Bill Walsh, the West Coast system, and just a different way of doing things. I think if uh, John Elway would have had a Bill Walsh, I think he would have been right up there and would have run one four Super Bowls. You know, so, you know, it's kind of a toss-up, but both special, both we knew we were going to win when we took the field. Maybe give a little bit of an athletic edge to Elway. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're asked a lot about Super Bowl 23, but the final drive, obviously, I want to ask about what it's like being on the sideline for that. But actually, what's kind of less talked about is the way the Bengals took the lead ahead of that. Because they had a couple of plays on that drive. There was the third and 13. There yep. was the uh, Icky Woods picking up some big runs up the middle. And yep. there was that kind of, you know, I guess, a nervous feeling that they were going to go and, and score a touchdown. And you guys get the stop, which inevitably sets up the game-winning drive. So yeah. let's give the defense some props for that hey, situation. You know what? At, at the end of the day... You have to have both. You can't just do it with an offense. You got to have defense. You know, defense, you know, you know, Jeff Fisher, guy that coached a lot of football in the NFL, he used to always say, defense wins championships. And a lot of people say that, and yeah, 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 and, you know, but the offense gets all the hype. But when it really comes down to it, you need a play on defense to get that ball back to the offense you know the defense gets it done the offense gets the credit defense (laughs) made a big impact in winning that game i've got one final question from me i spoke to ronnie lott three years ago and the one thing that always remained with me he said the 49ers practices were a lot harder than games is that is that how you saw it during those Walsh years? He said that anybody Absol- who saw Yeah, it's like we practiced at a speed that was, you know, very similar to game. And you can't go out there and half-ass it and think you're going to be able to get it done on Sunday. If you don't get it done at a speed, at an intensity, you know, and compete against whoever you're going up against, you have no chance of winning on Sunday. No chance. And Nutrition 53, you and Julie have set it up, and you're looking fantastic. So obviously I'm you're, trying. You're, you're, trying. you're, you're um, <laughs> using everything that, uh, that it offers. And, and, and just tell some of our listeners uh, yeah, what I, Nutrition 53 I started is. Nutrition 53 on three, really, three ways of life, three qualities of life. And I look at it this way. Great sleep, brain focus and energy and staying lean and i built three products around that sleep one for great sleep neuro one for brain focus and lean one for staying lean and fit and you combine those with a healthy lifestyle working out you know that's helped me stay lean and fit and you know healthy and i'm living that day in and day out that's what i do i love what i do and I feel very fortunate. You can very, very well tell, and you can see that. And, thank uh, you. www.nutrition53.com. Yes, thank you. Great work, buddy. You, re- you really did a good job there, yeah. Bill. Thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you, I really guys. Enjoyed it. Thank you. 
Joining us now on Radio oh. Row, you, you all right? What, why did you give me a little nod and a smile then? Just very enthusiastic. Just launched straight into it. I'm excited to speak to Marshall Newhouse, that's why. <laughs> Joining us now on Radio Row, currently at the Carolina Panthers, formerly the Green Bay Packers, came over to London with the Giants back in, in 2016 did, as well. So uh, he's a man of, of great intrigue. How are you doing, Marshall? I appreciate that. <laughs> how, are you, uh, how are you enjoying I'm, your time on, uh, on Radio Row so I'm far? I'm well, I'm enjoying it. This is, uh, I've done this a few times, but... Every year I do it, you know, it's, you take a little bit something different from it, so it's been good. We saw, uh, we actually saw Ron Rivera around earlier, who seems very laid back, yes. kind of just chilling out, chatting away to people, but, you know, it was a bit of a season of, of potential transition in, in Carolina that didn't quite go the way you would have wanted it to. Now there's talk about whether maybe Cam Newton may not be starting next year, depending on what happens with the surgery. You know, how big a loss is that could that end up being for the Panthers for next year? I mean, if, if, if that ends up happening, yeah, potentially a, a very big loss. Cam's a big part of our team, our offense. He's a leader. Um, and so, yeah, you, you don't want to think about that. There's, I'm sure, I don't know, I won't even project about what percentages that are, but, you know, there's always risk with surgery. Um, I also know that Cam's a freak of nature. Uh, he'll probably heal faster than any of us could dream of healing and play better than any of us could dream of playing. So I'll put my money on the positive side and um, kind of go from there. He did give a positive update today, suggested that it was likely that he would play, but there is still talk about missing the beginning of the season. And I guess it's that idea, you know, you've been in the league a few years now. If you don't start off with, it's very rare you get a team like the Texans this year where they start losing a few games and then you're able to pick it back up. So it's that, that's the difficult thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no such thing as spotting uh, the rest of the division or your league a few games. I mean, you... Everyone wants to come out of the gate hot. Um, every game means something when it comes for playoff positioning and making the playoffs. So, um, yeah, the more games that Cam Newton is involved in, the better chance we have to win them, for sure. Someone that came out of the gate hot is Effie Abada, uh, fellow Brit yeah. uh, to us. And we love the guy. He's just signed a new contract with the Saw, Panthers. Yes. And he'll be back trying to make the 53-man roster next year. What are your thoughts of his start to his NFL career and, and, and the kind of player that he could be. I'm a big fan of FA. He's, he's a great guy on top of uh, being just a really good athlete. He's still learning football, so I mean his ceiling is, is, is really high. Uh, he learns something every day. I, you know, if he has questions, I answer him. And, you know, as tackles and defensive ends, we go against each other and, and pass rush. So you can tell he's just little by little um, getting the instinctual stuff that guys who play football for a long time have. And, you know, and you saw a few breakout games where you see his potential. So um, big things ahead for F.A. Um, he's got to get head on shoulders. That first game where he did have the, the was it sack fumble and the inception. And he had a, he, I think he had a sack taken away from him as well. Oh, that, that game, there was, he was given the game ball. There was an amazing reaction on the sideline from all of the players and in the locker room afterwards. And I guess for us, seeing from the outside as a player who's gone through that international player pathway and stuff, Amazing to see how warm the whole locker room was towards him getting that breakout. Definitely. I mean, we all understand how hard football is. A lot of guys, I've been playing since I was five. I mean, it's all, all on the spectrum. And um, what, he's, what he did that day and what he's continued to do is not easy. And so you see the work he puts in and the time he's, he's put into being working on his craft, being a better player. And for him to get rewarded like that, I mean, he rewarded himself. He earned it. Uh, it was really cool to see, and I think that's why guys, you know, they see how he works and who kind of, kind of person he is, and you're happy, genuinely happy for a guy like that. I was at uh, the Steelers game at Hydesfield this year, Thursday Night Football, and at that point, unbelievably excited. It was, I think you guys were 6-2 and two yeah, maybe at the yeah. time, and that, that was really the turning point of the season. I think the, the only other game you won was the last game against New Orleans. Um, 
do you attribute a lot of it to the to, to Cam not being in himself? I mean, it, it just felt like the Panthers went from potential Super Bowl contenders to it seemed to spiral out of control at the end. It was definitely like a drastic uh, change in just the feel of the season for sure. I think I kind of segment the the season. We had we went six and two. The Steelers game is kind of its own thing. Yeah, we ran into a bus all on a yeah. short week on the road. That, that can, can happen, happen on a Thursday. They're a good offense. That can happen. And so I kind of that's an outlier to me. The games that followed, I kind of look back and just kind of when I was recapping the season to myself, we out of the the seven games we lost in a row, six of the games that's including the Steelers game, we had the ball late in the fourth quarter with a chance to win or tie. So. In the NFL, that's kind of all you can ask for, and that's with Cam. Not many people knew at the time, but as the season went on, they knew Cam wasn't his full self, and that's with Cam playing through a lot of stuff and plenty of plenty of attrition on, on all positions, a lot of turnover. And I mean, there's a lot of things that happen, and for us to be in the positions to win week in and week out, it's very difficult. Finishing is obviously a part of the NFL that that determines whether you make the playoffs, that determines whether we all have jobs, um, but. To kind of lose sight and you know the relative nature of we were close we were we were very close we we're still a good team we had a, a rough stretch for sure um, with a lot of factors but I mean I, it just kind of came out of nowhere like it was a wave and every week we fought it a little bit more we we knew like all right grit a little harder work a little harder more focus and we, we still put ourselves in a position to win every week even I mean we, Monday night football the odds of us making the playoffs at that time were like four five percent maybe. We almost beat the Saints. I mean, almost is almost, but we were in the game. We are in the game with a chance to go drive down and win at the end. So that's really all I can ask for, and I, I believe in a healthy Cam Newton will we'll, we'll win most of the time. Uh, yeah, I, I want to ask you a question about your new owner. Um, you know, there's been a lot of social injustice talk and everything else in, in recent years. You guys have got an owner who very much seems to support the that side of it, signed Eric Reid and... You know, he—I I think he was a, a big Democrat from what from what I've read and everything like that. I mean, have you had any of those kinds of conversations with him? And a lot of people say the NFL is this rich Republican white men's club of, of owners, but he—he he very much isn't. Doesn't seem to be that kind. Uh, yeah, I—I I don't know how exactly how he leans as far as all that. I won't get involved in all that, but I do know his attitude when he brought when he bought the team and his his presence around the locker room and stuff like that. Uh, he's a very forward-thinking guy. Obviously, he got to where he is because of that. Um, loves football, wants to see a winner, wants to support the people in position and help them win. And that's all he can ask for. I think people wanted to make the Eric Reed signing very political, and there's got to be another reason behind it. I think the majority of the reason we signed Eric yep. was because he's a great safety. A very, very... And it was a position of need soft. at that point, injuries. I mean, it, it, and it fell in line. It made too yeah. much sense. And so you kind of look at other people who were passing up the opportunity. You're like, oh. if if the point is to win, we're concerning ourselves with things that are very important in a macro sense of the world. But in football terms, you know, what does that have to do with us winning from week to week? And mm-hmm. so I think he's very focused on that. He's also very focused on the worldly stuff. Um, he brought in a, a woman named Tish Guerin, who's a, a mental health expert. She's full-time, and he's, he's revamping a lot of the, the, the Panthers' uh, operations just to support the coaches and the players to make everyone more efficient and make us a better overall team. So from when you first arrived to the end of the season, even though you went through that rough patch, would you suggest that the actual atmosphere around the team, that, that there has been, th- thanks to everything that he's put in place, that you think that there is a really... The team's in a really good place right now, despite the rough end. I believe season. so. I believe so. And a lot of it has to do with... with 
him, but I mean, he's new. And so it's, it has to do with, there always, already was an established culture, and that has a lot to do with Ron Rivera and the staff that he's had over the years. A lot of the players who've come around, Thomas Davis, uh, who've been around, Jewish Peppers, guys of that nature, Greg Olson, who have established in their positions and also offense, defense, and the team, culture, tradition, routine, um, not just things for the sake of being things, but things that uh, we think help the young guys come along and help us perform better. And so there's an established culture. Um, we were... We didn't get too concerned with things that were kind of out of our control. It sucked to be losing. No one wants to lose. Um, that was hard to stomach every week. Um, but we practiced better and better every week, and we put ourselves, like I said, still, despite everything, in positions to win football games. He also, one decision he didn't make was there were a lot of people who put two and two together and got five suggesting with the end of the season, with the fact that Ron wasn't his guy, the guy he'd employed as coach, that he might make a change. I guess from what you're saying, the players are delighted that there wasn't a change. I mean, yeah, obviously I'm biased. Uh, I, I've only had a year with him. I really enjoy Ron Rivera. He's a good man on top of being a good football coach. Um, we had a rough year on many fronts. Um, and so I think the, the, the continuity that he's allowing to stay in place um, will benefit us going forward. Well, uh, are you hoping to still be in Carolina next year? Is yeah, that the that, plan at the moment? I would, I would love that. I'm, I enjoy Charlotte. I enjoy the, the organization, the people in it. Um, this is a business. We know how that goes, but um, I do like Carolina a lot. So you, you obviously came over to London with the Giants, as I mentioned, in, in 2016. Yes. If you are still with the Panthers next year, you'll be coming out again. What will you tell your fellow players? Because it's the first time Carolina have left the States and played a game. Right. What will you be telling your fellow players about your experience in 2016? I think Marshall's got an easy out here. (laughs) (laughs) Just talk to FA. That is true. I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, just FA. Where should we not go and where should we go? Uh, There might be some, hey, take some, get sleep the entire plane. Don't try to stay up and be active because then you'll crash when you get there. There's a whole lot of other different things. We actually played in Twickenham, mm-hmm. and so we were way out away from everything. So it wasn't like we were just really taken in London, which I, I wanted to do. And so I'm not sure if we'll be we'll be in. Uh, well, they haven't confirmed the stadium yet. It'll be either Wembley or the new Tottenham Stadium. Oh, so we won't be we'll be somewhere yeah, in the general central. central. Yeah. So that'll be nice, and that'll be new for me too. But I think just as far as not being bewildered by everything that can go with with traveling over because I'm. Every year you go, there's guys who have never been out of the country, and so that would be a new experience for them. That was that the Landon Collins game? That yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was, the return, the interception return. Yeah, yeah I that mean, was wild. That, yeah. Was, uh, that was, to one be of fair, the it was, it was wild. But at the same time, at the home of rugby, some of the worst tackling I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, and, and players' defense, and I was, I was expecting because we were playing on a rugby pitch. Do you call it a rugby pitch or rugby yeah. field? Pitch. Yeah, yeah. It's soccer pitch, but rugby field. No, no, it, it's, it's a both pitch. pitch. It's a pitch. The footing was terrible, still. Yeah. And you know, you expect that from from a soccer. St- pitch but I was expecting the rugby field to be a little better. Well, rug- rugby boots have long long okay, studs. So they're really digging in. So they really okay. dig in. So, right. And they have to, the, the ground has to be a bit softer because they need the purchase for things like scrums, scrums yeah. and, and stuff like that. I had a friend who played sevens for a US team so I know mm-hmm. a little bit. But if, I you got were, you, okay. if you end up at Tottenham Stadium they've got a purpose built NFL field that slides yeah, for, over the for top. us, so, so that'll be no problems. Um, yeah. I, one of the guys I do want to ask you about is, is Aaron Rodgers. We had Jermichael Finley on a, a couple of days ago, and and I would say that his attitude towards Aaron was was far from warm and fuzzy from the impression that we got. And one comparison I did: I went to the Green Bay New England game this year, and I asked both sets of players about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and the Patriots players all said, "Soon as the end of the build and the first thing." guy to introduce himself was Tom and 
you got a different vibe from the Packers receivers who suggested, you know, he never spoke to me for a few weeks. Just You won a Super Bowl with the guy. I just want to know what, what your experience was, was like with Aaron. Okay, yeah, well, I mean, in a preface, I really enjoyed Aaron Rodgers. I think he is a very particular kind of guy. And so I, it's hard to compare he and Tom Brady. Obviously, I didn't play with Tom Brady, but personality-wise, um, it would be unfair to say he's not doing those things, so maybe he's, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, he, he definitely kept to himself a little more. He could be temperamental, more temperamental at times, but he's a high-level competitive guy, and that's all the time, whether we're playing backgammon, playing cards, doing a walkthrough, and so it's all the time, and not that anyone else isn't. Um, and so maybe that can come off as he held guys to standards, and there's, and I'm sure there are times um, um, <laughs> that it, it could rub a guy the wrong way if, if they, <laughs> if they um, weren't in the right mind frame set or whatever so i enjoyed my time with him he's obviously a great player in person one of the best physically gifted quarterbacks i've ever seen he's a winner um and i think someone who's not like a lot of other quarterbacks the the prototypical guy and so i could see how there could be a little bit of um off kilterness with he and other players i could see that that does bring forward the question of next season for him then because they brought in a young exciting offensive mind one of these kind of you know anyone who shook sean mcveigh's hand in the last two years is being linked with a head coaching the same job right now. Sean McVay, exactly yeah. but which gives us all a chance he is <laughs> <laughs> he suggested that he wants to be coached he wants the offense to be a bit more structured yeah. can you see aaron Rodgers operating in that more structured less free yeah it's just scare the league it's mm. just scare everyone because aaron Rodgers playing at a high level i think um in a in a, a system that had been Maybe it got just monotonous in, in the building. It's just it's the same message, and that's no really fault of anyone, but it was the same type of schemes and stuff like that. Everyone tweaks everything, but similar foundation. Aaron Rodgers with a new scheme and with an, a willingness to learn and open up and do different things, scary. It's really scary. And I don't know, I don't know much about Coach LaFleur um, or the, really the offense that they'll be doing particularly, but... Um, they're still going to have weapons. It's still going to be Aaron Rodgers under center, and they're going to be dangerous. I have no doubt about it. Marshall, that. thank you so much. You made me really excited. <laughs> oh, I was a great Packer fan. Okay, good. Marshall, yeah, yeah. you are going to end up guys. Uh, doing this career very well. Oh, you appreciate choose to it. after, uh, because <laughs> that was fantastic. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. You've been listening to The Gridiron Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. We told you there's loads of great stuff to come over the next couple of months, and we weren't lying, so keep an eye and an ear out. Ollie, any final thoughts? No final thoughts. And it's four in the morning right now, so we're not going to get any final thoughts, unfortunately, from the main man, the Grimbalator. But we will aim to get some in the book. I thought you were grossly talking about yourself then, and (laughs) thankfully you're not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for listening I um, hope you're glad you got us back if you are tweet at Gridiron so the boss men can know that you still love us otherwise thank you so Actually, much actually we'd for... really appreciate that it, if would, you could. it would help yeah. a lot yeah. it would, it would make <laughs> we're, a... not gonna, we're not going to lie we've been a bit lax we're really sorry but we are back now they uh, are not happy with us and this would make them happy again hopefully thank you so much for listening this has been the Gridiron Show